What's up, TMZ? How'd you find me, bro? I got my disguise on. What's up, man? TMZ Sports. Welcome to TMZ Sports. I'm Mike Babcock. My guy, as always, Mojo Mutati. Mojo, we're going to start with Conor McGregor, who may be in some more trouble. Yes, uh, I know, probably not shocking, uh, but there was a, an incident, Mojo, an alleged incident that went down Tuesday night in England at a funeral. Yeah, a funeral. So Conor McGregor was at a place called the Saddle Club. It's a, basically a, a venue, an event, where you can have anything from weddings to Funerals, uh, Mojo. So uh, 8 o'clock Tuesday night, Connor is hanging out. Everything seemed to be going smoothly. And then there was some sort of alleged altercation. And we actually have video. We're going to show it to you here in, in just a second of Connor McGregor. There he is in the white, Mojo, booking it from the venue with two security guards. They uh, you see very brisk walk. They get in the car and they were out of there very quickly. So we have now since learned that police were called to the venue around 8 p.m. for, again, what was uh, described as some sort of altercation. We don't know that Connor was involved, but uh, there is some speculation that he was, again, given that he was out of there in a, a very brisk manner. And Mojo, it's just obviously the latest thing uh, that, that Conor McGregor would have to deal with. Of course, he is still being investigated for the alleged rape incident that happened in Miami a couple of weeks ago. So potentially more problems for Conor. Babcock, Conor doesn't get in trouble. He stays in trouble. Oh, we kidding. are always talking about some sort of Connor incident, yep. and I will say he always seems to find his way out of it. I feel like I can't think of a single instance of all the Connor McGregor yeah. problematic occurrences that actually resulted in serious penalty for him. What happened at this funeral? No clue. Would love to know. You gotta hope that he wasn't really involved and he just saw a problematic yep. situation and decided to separate himself immediately yeah. from it. Of course, even if he wasn't involved, if he was there, it's going to be the biggest talking point of that incident. Nobody cares about two regular Joes yep. off the street getting into a fight at a funeral home in most cases, I would say. But even if Conor McGregor's just there watching, we're standing in the background now. It becomes something of interest. So uh, we got to hope that he was just trying to remove himself uh, from any kind of association with that that incident. But happening at a funeral home, I mean, my goodness, this is the last place you would want something to go wrong. Yeah, that's the part that doesn't make sense. And everything seemed to be going well, Mojo. We've seen some pictures of Connor. I believe we saw a photo with Connor and his dad. So it was it was Connor's family who was there. Yeah, that's that's Connor's father. And you would think it would be a safe place for him. If there was a fight and he decided to remove himself from the situation, I would say, hey, look, uh, kudos to Connor because that shows maturity that we haven't seen from him in the past. Usually if there's a fight, Connor's right at the center of it. If, if that's not the case here, uh, then good for him. I, I do agree with you, though, Mojo. It does seem like every incident where Connor has gotten in trouble, ne nothing ever sticks to him. It's, uh, you know, they used to say uh, John Gotti, uh, the, the leader of the, of the Gambino crime family in New York City. He was the Teflon Don. And uh, in many ways, uh, that reminds me not for the criminal element, but from the fact that nothing seems to ever stick 
stick to Conor McGregor, whether it's throwing the dolly through the window, punching the old guy in the bar, or anything else. The guy seems to always escape unscathed. We'll see what happens here. All right, Mojo, moving on to the New York Jets, who on Wednesday arrived for training camp. But yeah, with that man right there, number eight, Aaron Rodgers, walking into the building in Florham Park, Mojo, and the Aaron Rodgers tenure with the Jets has officially begun. Now, Aaron chose to just kind of roll up casual black T-shirts, some, uh, some gray sweatshorts, Mojo, but that wasn't everybody's tactic today because some of the guys rolled up in style mojo we're going to go through some of these people here now if you're an offensive uh, lineman if you're a tackle you're big uh yeah that is uh, carter warren who was a fourth round draft pick mojo bringing in not one not two not 10 not 20 30 40 no 54 bags of chips mojo <laughs> so he's He's prepared. He is not on the Russell Okung diet, uh, and uh, that yeah. big boy is going to eat, Mojo. <laughs> yeah, uh, you, you can tell this is a young guy in the league showing up with junk food like that to camp. I mean, somebody needs to talk to this young man and uh, inform him what nutrition is, because I'm pretty sure those bag of chips have none of that, and he's going to need as much as he can get during training camp. I can tell you that firsthand. Mojo, not everybody brought uh, dozens and dozens of bags of chips. Will McDonald, the first-round draft pick, this guy's a stud defensive end. He, can, he goes after the quarterback sack machine, and he pulls up Mojo on a skateboard. Look at that. Doesn't even stop. Rolls right into the building, and he's ready for practice. Stylish. Very smooth. I very much enjoyed this one right here, and I'm going to go out and say that this is exactly what he needs to do at the annual rookie talent show to entertain the veterans in camp. He needs to bring that skateboard in and hit some tricks for the fellas. Uh, he, he's got a built-in one there ready to go. He looks like he knows what he's doing. Is that fair to say, do you think, Mojo? Well, I, I can't say I know firsthand about any, anything about skateboarding. I probably would have fell flat on oh, my face too. the second I hit the curb there. My tailbone but... would be in like 50 pieces. Yeah, exactly. But he looked effortless. <laughs> I, I think he has a background in this. I do, too. Now, this was my favorite, Mojo. Are you a uh, Walking Dead fan? Have you ever seen the show? Well, now you're just embarrassing me on television. That's okay. Babcock. I've never seen a single episode. <laughs> well, Maybe you'll be inspired to watch the show after you see this next clip. Michael Clemens, uh, again, defensive lineman. So that bat right there was named Lucille. Obviously, it's not an ordinary bat. It's, it's barbed wire wrapped. And that was used by the character Negan to absolutely, and I don't want to get too graphic, but absolutely beat Glenn, who was one of the most beloved characters, to an absolute pulp. And it is truly one of the most memorable moments from the entire series. So anybody who sees that bat, it sort of sends like shivers through your spine. I do not know why Michael decided to bring it to training camp. First of all, even though I've never seen an episode of Walking Dead, I know exactly what happens with that bat. I don't think there's a person in the country that doesn't know what happened with that bat. I, I don't know the characters. I don't know the significance. But I do know the action that was performed, so I'll say that. I am a little curious as to why he's going into training camp like this. I would more like to see him walk into a game against perhaps an arch rival uh, and showing up that way, I mean, going into camp with your teammates, your friends, emotions are already going to run high because camp sucks. I start to have, like, nightmares this time of just, year. Just thinking about it. Oh, goodness, camp is awful. So maybe save that for game day against somebody who's, who's not your teammate.
Mojo, if you thought the Draymond Green and Jordan Poole beef was over, you are sorely mistaken because this thing has been reignited. Yes, Mojo. Uh, so it all started when uh, Draymond Green, who of course has uh, has recently re-signed with the Warriors. Now remember, Jordan Poole was actually shipped out of town to uh, D.C., Mojo, uh, to the Wizards. Well, Draymond Green on Patrick Beverly's podcast Topic turns to the incident from October. Here's what Draymond Green said, and then we're going to uh, let you know how the Poole family has responded. Take a look. I don't just hit people. Mm. Like, I've been in this league 11 years. I ain't just hit nobody. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, um, and so dialogue, you know, happens, and dialogue happens over the course of time. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you usually ain't just triggered by something, like, that fast. You know, right. uh, to that degree, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is a team, you know what I'm saying? Like, ain't nobody on my team triggering me, you know, in, a, in an instant. We know stuff that you don't say amongst men, you know what I'm saying? We, we you know, we know, um, you know, things that you have to stand on. And, you know, I, I, I as I've admitted before, I was wrong in the way I handled it, um, you know, for the situation uh, where we were. So, Mojo, uh, there it was. Clearly, Draymond Green is uh, is is intimating that something happened, that that Jordan did something, and uh, that's why he reacted in the way that he did. Well, Jordan's dad, Mojo, uh, saw that clip and uh, is not very happy. Uh, his dad's name is Anthony. Anthony Poole goes to social media. He goes to Twitter, Mojo, and here's what uh, Anthony had to say. I'm going to stand on this that it's some Justin was his guy, and he avoided me all last year. He is a soft-ass bitch, and I'm standing on this, and he didn't apologize to me and my wife. So he's lame, and me and him can meet anytime he wants. So uh, I don't think that's even up for interpretation or discussion there, Mojo. Clearly, Anthony Poole saying, hey, you got a problem, come see me. Well, Draymond responded to what Anthony Poole said. That's so cute. It's impossible to avoid you in an arena for a year, champ. I got to get my family from that family room every game and stop using those words. They usually don't go over well amongst men. Mojo, I don't even know what to say or what happens from here, but you thought this, or at least I did, thought this beef had been handled and it was done and everyone had moved on. Clearly not the case. No, definitely not the case. I think we can read between the lines on those tweets to interpret how these gentlemen feel towards one another. And regardless of whatever happened with him and Jordan, you know that his parents are going to feel some type of way. They don't understand. They weren't there on the court. They haven't had the opportunity to squash the beef. Parents are always going to hold these grudges. My dad probably still has a grudge with anyone that's ever cheap shotted me on a football field. Or a ring, and I probably don't even remember these instances, but I I think that's the situation here. As a parent, you never fully let it go, so when you hear Draymond start to protect himself and maybe start to shift this blame back to the other party, yeah, as a parent, maybe you can't contain yourself anymore because regardless of what was said, there's a big difference between saying some things and physically striking someone as a response, and uh, yeah, Mr. Poole just reached his boiling point, I suppose. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, 
then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back, and you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Adidas, Macy's, or Levi's. And you can even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares that money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal, or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. People have to understand something is that the fact of is that I was vindicated. I went to the court. I was in federal court and I won my case. 100%. Where is the vindication of me in my own sport? That's what bothers me. Welcome back to TMZ Sports. Mike and Mojo. Mojo, that was Barry Bonds with Jerry Hairston Jr. on Jerry's Hollywood Swingin' Podcast. And they got a great sound clip from Barry there saying straight up, hey, uh, I was not convicted in court, so why have I been convicted amongst my peers in Major League Baseball? Of course, Barry Bonds is, I mean, for me, he's the greatest hitter that I've ever seen by far, Mojo. It's not even close. He's the all-time home run uh, leader with 762 home runs, uh, passed up uh, Babe Ruth and and, uh, Hank Aaron and everybody else. He is a 14-time All-Star, a seven-time NL MVP. I mean, Barry Bonds was just an out-of-this-world baseball player, but did not get into the Hall of Fame because of the steroid allegations. And the writers believe Barry cheated, and they did not vote him in. And now he still can get in, but it would take a few years, and he would have to get in on something called the Veterans Committee. And that's certainly not guaranteed to happen, Mojo. Question is, should he be in? Well, we talked to a guy who was also a great hitter, a guy who was probably a borderline Hall of Famer, uh, David Justice, the former uh, Braves star who's actually in the Braves Hall of Fame. We recently saw him in Los Angeles Mojo. We asked him about Barry and his Hall of Fame bid. Here's what David had to say. Heck yeah, Barry Bonds should be in the (laughs) Hall of Fame. They already let guys in already that that have been... um, that have had tests done, okay. uh, that, that people know or have a pretty good circumstantial evidence that are, that they've already let in. Of course. So we should give him his flowers then. He should get that. Listen, Barry Bonds is the baddest dude of my generation. Uh-huh. The baddest dude of my generation. Bar none. Bar none. But the only place he messed up is, is he just didn't give the, the media the type of love they wanted him to give them. And okay. as a result, they always, when they had a chance to, to, to put him under, they did. I mean, look, Babcock, I don't think there's a person on the planet that would argue that Barry Bonds' play on the field was not good enough, right? Yeah. I don't think there's anyone that, that's fighting that point. So when you look at these other factors, that's really what you have to consider here. But if you've angered or upset the people who are actually casting the votes, do they just continue to look the other way? If you're Barry Bonds, 
yeah, you're going to be upset over this. You yeah. did what you had to do, and the courts didn't have anything against you. It should be a done deal, black and white, right? Yeah, and it, look, when it comes to the, the point about the media, I mean, the, the point is that, you know, reporters are people. Uh, television personalities are people, and, and they, no matter how much they may tell you they don't, they do have internal biases. And Barry Bonds was not the most lovey-dovey guy, the warmest guy with the reporters throughout his career. He could at times be a jerk, and I, I do think there is a good point that Justice is making there, that uh, at, at the end of the day, the media guys saw this as a way to pay back Barry a little bit, and uh, they uh, did not want to see him inducted into the Hall of Fame. Last point here. Barry Bonds is the best hitter that we have seen in, in decades and decades and decades, and he's one of the top two or three hitters of all time. There are people right now in the Hall of Fame who have taken steroids. We just don't know. Put Barry Bonds in the Hall of Fame and put an asterisk on the entire generation and just say, this was the steroid era and guys cheated. We don't know who. But there is no world, there is no universe where Barry Bonds should not be in the Hall of Fame. And everybody knows it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's going in. Oh! Let's go, Let's go! Come on, that's God. Y'all see that? That's how we do. What? Oh my God! All right. Wow. That for the tournament though, huh? It's going to happen again. Of course, that was DJ Khaled losing it. Uh, that was during a practice round. So he actually has a, uh, a big foundation golf tournament coming up, a charity event called the We the Best, of course, uh, Khaled's tagline. Uh, the golfer, now obviously that golfer knows what he's doing. That is Michael Block, who... Uh, recently made a name for himself. The guy was like a like a course pro, and then he uh, he plays in the uh, PGA Championship and finished 15th. This was just a couple months ago in May. So anyway, uh, those two guys, uh, Khaled and Michael, are teamed up together. They're practicing, and Michael hits that uh, absolutely in incredible shot, Mojo. DJ Khaled, we the best, <laughs> backing it up on the course of play with this fantastic. <laughs> shot i'm one of those people i, I can just watch dj Khaled do do anything anything he does is entertaining i can't think of a single thing a commercial a, a guest spot a sporting <laughs> event anything where he wasn't wildly entertaining you give that guy two and a half seconds and he's gonna just give you back gold yeah that being said i don't know what is more impressive here this shot or Mr. Block's back as DJ Khaled just jumped up on him without his spine exploding through the back of his neck. That was not right. You can tell there was a little bit of a moment with a little... Favorite part, Mojo, is when, when Michael is losing Khaled and he, he, uh, he basically like cups his butt to, to try and carry him like he was a little baby. Watch this. Right there. Yeah. Best part. Uh, I, I do want to see DJ Khaled golf, too, because I feel like that would be incredibly hilarious. Uh, all right, Mojo, i got to move on because I want to hit uh, this. Your friends, Ryan Cabrera, Alexa Bliss, you know this because you were there for when they, when they announced that they were having the baby. Well, we have now found out... What they're having, I have only two seconds. It's a girl, Mojo. Uh, Ryan Cabrera uh, he had a little guitar 
and uh, didn't know if it was filled with pink or blue smoke. Uh, now we know they're having a little baby girl mojo, and that has got to be incredibly exciting for them. Man, big, big time stretch here for these two. Actually, it was Ryan Cabrera's birthday yesterday. So happy, happy birthday, birthday Ryan. to Ryan. And now congratulations on a brand new baby girl on the way. If you knew these two, you knew they were having a girl. Um, they only wear their hair in color pink. So <laughs> this, this was just meant to be. Speaking of hair, I have got to say this before we go. The fact that Ryan's hair looked that great and in bed, which is always a challenge. It's always a fight with the pillow. You know, the, the pillow's got different ideas for the hair. So an incredible set of hair uh, on, on Ryan Cabrera there. All right, we got to go, Mojo. Uh, we got a good one tomorrow, though. We are going to be joined by one of our favorite fighters, that guy right there, Justin Gaethje. Justin Gaethje is fighting Dustin Poirier. If you like MMA, you know these two fought a few years ago in what was one of the best fights, I think, that we have ever seen. They're going to do it again. This time, though, Mojo, the BMF belt on the line. The only two guys who have ever fought for that, Jorge Masvidal and Nate Diaz. But these two guys are bad. You know what? They're going to fight tomorrow. We're going to talk to Justin about the fight. Going to be a pretty great show. Absolutely. Bringing back the BMF. Justin, everybody, man.